There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Today we're going to have a young man preach for us that has been a friend of mine for over a dozen years. And uh, we have been co-laborers together many places and many times. Brother Zach has traveled to West Virginia with me and to New York with me and to Michigan with me. And uh, we've been together in the Carolinas, even down as far as Georgia in ministry together. And so we're thankful for him. And Brother Zach is a member of the Living Waters Baptist Church in Moxville, North Carolina. His father, Brother David Vernon, is the pastor there. And Brother Zach is under his father as far as the ministry. Brother Zach has announced many years ago, has announced a call to preach, and uh, God has used him greatly. If any of you listening would desire to have a young man that has a touch of God, be willing to uh, use him in the pulpit, maybe be a help to young people especially, and I would recommend calling Brother Zach. Uh, he's a reliable preacher. You listen as he brings the podcast today. We certainly thank the Lord for it. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But First John chapter 4, the Bible also says, uh, in the same chapter as our text, he said in verse 1 of First John 4, Many false prophets are gone out. Where are they gone out from? They're gone out from amongst the saints of God. They have left the truth and spread error. That's exactly what happened in the book of Acts. There were men that grew up amongst the church that said that they were saved, and they began to proclaim their message, sown in their own heart a false message that man must be circumcised or have works in order to be saved. And as a result, the apostles gathered themselves in the book of Acts at Jerusalem to settle this matter amongst the churches that a man does not work to be saved, but he must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the same problem today. There's men that have gone out amongst the church and they've spread a false message. They've turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. They've denied the necessity of the law and the gospel, though Christ proclaimed the necessity of the law of God in order for men to be saved. They, ladies and gentlemen, they've turned the gospel of Jesus Christ into a works salvation that you can work yourself to get God's attention and God's approval, and somehow He'll save you in the end. And whenever you come down to the road, you'll stand before God, and somehow you'll just be able to squeak by and enter into the pearly gates because you did some good works. Ladies and gentlemen, that's contrary to the Word of God. Let me say there are many things that branch off for that that I don't have time to get into, but there are many false things that people are attracted to within religion, ladies and gentlemen, that are based on those things that I just mentioned, the grace of God being turned into lasciviousness, a ungodly lifestyle amongst Christians, ladies and gentlemen, turning uh, salvation into works, many other false doctrines. But they have left the truth, and they've utterly rejected it, 
Why? So they could turn men away from the truth and follow after their own hearts. Not only that, the point that I wanted to get to, these false prophets, they allure you through the lusts of your flesh. They allure you through your lusts. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Peter, chapter 2, in verse 3, the Bible said, And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to, to be reserved unto judgment. And he goes on to say that he spared not in Noah's day, and spared not Sodom and Gomorrah. How much more, ladies and gentlemen, sore punishment shall ye suppose who of those that have thought worthy, who have trodden underfoot the Son of God, and have called the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing. Men that were in the truth, that heard the truth, rejected the truth, and went out, and they rejected that truth, and began to proclaim their own heart's lust. He said, through their covetousness, through covetousness, they go out to deceive men. Not only that, in verse 18 of Second Peter chapter 2, the Bible says, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure men through the lust of their flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them that live in error. How do these false prophets, how does the spirit of error attract men in the world today? And let me say this, I believe not only does the spirit of error attract sinners, sinners are greatly affected by the spirit of error, greatly drawn by the spirit of error. And I believe that many of these false preachers, many false prophets that started out, they heard the truth, they knew what the truth said, they rejected that light that was given them. They've gone out into the world. Not only have they gone out into the world, but the world heareth them. And I believe many of these men are very successful men. Why? Because the world is drawn to them. There are many men that are very accepted. Their message is very much accepted by ungodly people. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ was not accepted by ungodliness. He was not accepted by ungodly people. Jesus Christ was not approved of by the religious world. Jesus Christ was not approved of by society. They thrust the Lord Jesus Christ out. There's many folks, they say, well, if, we, if you, had a, you ought to use a little bit more wisdom. And based on what they're saying, they're calling Jesus Christ an unwise man. But ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus was as wise as some of these men today, Many of them are wise as serpents and harmful as serpents, but they are wise as serpents because they know how to beguile people and to turn men from the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus wasn't that kind of wise. He was wise, but he wasn't sinfully wise. He wasn't ungodly in his wisdom. And there's a lot of folks that say, well, if you used a little wisdom, you probably wouldn't make anybody mad. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus made people mad quite often. And he was the very son of God. He was the very darling son of God, and yet the world hated him. I can't imagine that if Jesus was in the world today, preaching his message, that he would be worth $50 million, as many of these preachers are. I don't believe Jesus would be worth a million dollars, 
as many of these preachers today are. But yet I think Jesus Christ, maybe, maybe you'd find to being able to preach in churches spread out here and there, far and wide. Possibly there might be some people that would hear his message. Ladies and gentlemen, but yet there are men that are very successful and very accepted by the world. The world hears their message and approves of their message. And yet they claim to be Christian. They're very successful in what they do. These false prophets, they allure you through their lust, through your lust. Not only that, we find in the book of 1 John, chapter 4, verse 5. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. When they speak of the world, what is it that they speak of? What is it that they speak of? You find in the book of uh, 1 John, chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of this world. Whenever these false Christians, whenever the spirit of Antichrist allures men, saints, and sinners alike, whenever they allure these men, they allure them through the lust of the flesh. And many godly men, saints of God, have been turned away from the truth because of their own lust. Many sinners have been turned away from the truth because of their own lust. I read earlier in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, as Eve was beguiled from the simplicity. Ladies and gentlemen, we ought to be aware that we can be beguiled from the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. It's a very simple message. It's a very simple gospel. Many preachers that preach the truth have to spend their time trying to correct the false spirit to try to give people a good understanding of what the truth says. They have confused people. They have complicated. The spirit of error has complicated and confused men. But as Eve, how was Eve appealed to? Whenever she was in the Garden of Eden, she said, This is a tree to make one wise. You could be as gods. She was appealed to by the pride of life. Not only that, but she was appealed to by the lust of the eyes. She said that it is pleasant to the eyes. It's pleasant to the eyes. It's good for food. That's the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And whenever men are turned away from the truth, oftentimes they're turned away from the truth through the lust of their flesh, and the lust of their eyes, and the pride of life. And it's amazing to me, today, if you speak to people in the world, and you ask them about their church, you ask them about Christianity, what it is about their church, what it is about their religion, what it is about their form of Christianity, that appeals to them. I know a man, a very good, decent man, but uh, nonetheless, at minimum, a carnal man. But he's a very nice fellow. I, we were talking to him one day, and he was telling us about the reason why he joined his church. And the reason why he joined his church is because he was driving down this country road one day, and he passed by, and there's an old-fashioned, you know, late 1800s-looking white building over on the side of the road, said Baptist on the sign. And he saw that church and the beauty of it and the neatness, the cleanliness of it. 
And he said to himself, that is such a beautiful church. And he turned and he looked at his wife and he said, that is where we're going to go to church. What appealed to that man? Was it the lust of his flesh, the lust of his eyes, or the pride of life? Yeah. The thing that attracted him to the church that he attended was the lust of his eyes. He saw a beautiful building. It did not matter if the truth was being proclaimed. It didn't matter if the truth was being preached. What mattered to him was that it was a beautiful building that was appealing to the eyes. Many people today, they would not attend a church that, was an ugly, that would be an ugly building. They do not attend church because the church preaches the truth. They attend church because there's other things to offer. They can attend church because they have a youth group. And they, you'll hear many people, if you, have, if you ask them and they speak of their church, they begin to brag about the youth group and the preacher and where he went to college and all these things. And the things that allure these people is not the truth, but it's the things that surround themselves with religion. It is all the things that are wrapped up in religion, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And it's amazing not only how people find church, but it's amazing what doctrines people preach. Many people preach doctrines, ladies and gentlemen, that come from the lust of their hearts. Doctrines that come from the lust of their heart. Jesus said about the 13 evils that proceed out of the heart of man. He said that there are evils that proceed out of the heart of man that defile men, and they're heresies. It's amazing the heresies that come from the hearts of men. You say, what is the root of the heresies that men preach? Well, I've known people that were Calvinists and heard people speak of men that were Calvinists. And ladies and gentlemen, they loved their Calvinist doctrine. Why? Because I am one of the elect. I was so good that Jesus Christ would save me. I must be very important that Jesus Christ would save me. I am one of the elect after all. And through their pride, they've been turned away from the truth. Through their arrogancy, they've been turned away from the truth and been turned into error. And not only that, there's many people, they join churches because they say, we do not want to be judged. We don't want to be judged. The Bible said judgment must begin first at the house of God. The Bible said judge yourselves lest you be judged. And they oftentimes like to use the wording, only God can judge me. What an awful thing that if God judges you and sends you to hell because of your sin and your ungodliness. The Bible said, why don't you judge yourself lest you be judged? Judge yourself. Let the word of God judge you. Let judgment begin at the house of God. Let reproving and rebuking and exhorting take place as the Bible says. But it's amazing the doctrines that people choose to believe. There's been men that I've known that they change doctrines on the matter of marriage. And they thought that it was all right for a pastor to, to be double married, and they changed their doctrine from being a man, a pastor, or to be the bishop of uh, uh, the husband of one wife, to believe that a pastor could be married multiple times. Why? Because they were married. They were married multiple times, and they tried to justify, ladies and gentlemen, their rebellion against the scriptures by perverting the truth. And they found men that would back up the things that they said, and those men were turned away from the truth turned into error, and there's countless men that have been turned away from the truth and by false doctrine. There's many men. There's a few things that get preachers and pastors. Number one, money. The lust for money. Number two, the lusts of women. Not only the lust of money 
and the lust of women, but false doctrine gets false, gets false preachers and men that have the spirit of error. And they turn men away from the truth. And if the devil could get you to such a place that you could just be religious enough, and you can have enough of the truth, and get you to the place where you're rebellious against God, you're of no use and of no fit to be used of God. God help us. God bless you today. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption all at night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing For the prodigal child has come home And the saints all with gladness are singing The glorious song of the redeemed